Foundation Lady Parks. everyone and welcome to season one episode nine of hidden wings and bloodlust happy new year everyone i hope everyone has been having a good holiday season whether you've been celebrating christmas hanukkah or something else or whether your celebrations are still to come and of course i hope everyone has a great 2020 and sees lots of ladybirds now i want to make an announcement so currently if you think of iran Unfortunately, ladybirds probably won't be the first thing to spring to mind. There's a very difficult situation going on there at the moment, which I don't really think I need to get into. But I've got a friend from Iran called Mehdi, who is an entomologist. And he has just discovered a new species of ladybird called Oenopia shakuhensis. The ladybird will be discussed in more depth in a paper coming out next month and I do want to make an episode about it. So let's get started then. I'm doing something a bit different on the show today. We're going to talk about ladybirds and crime. This will discuss a range of fictional and true crime cases involving ladybirds. Apologies in advance as I had a bit of difficulty finding a case that involved ladybirds which is significantly linked to crime so I'm going to talk about a few different cases. I was really hoping to find a serious crime such as a murder linked to ladybirds, but it was not to be. And uh, content warning, if, if children are listening, this episode does include a bit of discussion of adult themes, so maybe keep that in mind. So the nearest I could find was that in Holland, a ladybird has become adopted as a symbol by the Dutch Foundation Against Senseless Violence. The Landelikia Stichten tegen Zillus Geweld. I'm really sorry, I know I haven't said that right, but that's the foundation. It campaigns against street against uh, street gangs, violence and bullying. And what happens is that at the site of violent crimes, a ladybird tile with the image of a ladybird is placed on the pavement to raise awareness of, of what happened. They will mark it with this ladybird tile. The foundation was set up after the death of Mindert Tjolka from Liu Warden. And this young man was killed after a fight on a night out when he challenged a group of men who were throwing bicycles into the road. And unfortunately, they didn't like that. And so he uh, very tragically died in this altercation. So why did the foundation choose the ladybird as their symbol? Because, according to the charity's website, Ladybird was chosen a seven-spot ladybird because, quote, it stands for love and happiness, for positive wishes and the cuddleability factor. If a ladybird lands on your hand, you let it walk around undisturbed and free. You don't throw away a ladybird, but you can blow it away. And let's get another piece of information out of the way. There's a company called J&E Security, which manufactures a range of screaming ladybug attack alarms. And according to the website, these sort of personal attack alarms come in five different colours. And the screaming noise they create is so unmistakable and so loud that someone hearing it is bound to respond. 
it actually I listened to it, it actually sounds like a like a person screaming. These ladybird shaped alarms use actual voices screaming for help. And it can also double up as a torch. So if you want to get an alarm shaped like a ladybird, then then look that up. So on May the 5th, 2015, 72,000 ladybirds were let loose into the school halls as part of a prank in Choptacon High School in the Melganza area of St. Mary's County in Southern Maryland. Five people in masks forced open a door about 3.40 a.m. and released the insects, according to the Washington Post. And the ladybirds had to be vacuumed up and some people were heard to say that they, quote, felt bad for the bugs. The Washington Post reported that, according to the sheriff's office, quote, the insects were ordered by way of the internet. The office said that four juveniles were charged with burglary, like breaking into the school, and three adults were also to face charges. And I don't know what happened then, and I kind of think, well, why did you vacuum the ladybirds up if you're still going to like complain that you felt bad? But anyway, next up we have, in Shakespearean times, the word ladybird meant a sex worker. And indeed, in Romeo and Juliet, the nurse, like Juliet's nurse, talks about a ladybird. And then she says, oh, God forbid i.e. God forbid that Juliet is a, is a sex worker. And it's really unclear how the word's meaning changed into what we know a ladybird as today. Um, I, I really don't have an explanation for, for, for how this, this language changed, but it would be very interesting to, to find out. What's quite interesting, though, is a relic of, of this still lives on because it is quite possible to buy raunchy ladybird outfits today if you look in the right places on the internet, you, you can find you can find what you're looking for. Not that I'd ever encourage such a thing, of course. I'm a good Jewish girl. But anyway. A 2017 book by Stuart Giles, entitled Ladybird, features Jason Smith. And this book is about a serial killer who is scattering dead ladybirds on the bodies of their victims. According to the book, which I haven't read, but this is just what it says on the back cover, Jason Smith enlists the help of an entomologist who is not actually who she appears to be. And, spoiler alert, the entomologist is actually a killer. There's another crime story written in 1918 by Frank L. Packard. And that story is actually known as a classic. And it features a gang of train robbers. And the book's called The Wire Devils. And one of the the robbers, I think he's kind of like the ringleader. I haven't Again, I haven't read this book. This is just through what I found through researching online. This robber has actually gained the nickname the Ladybird, in part due to what Packard describes as his, quote, effeminate man- mannerisms. Again, I didn't write this, but that, that's just how he, he got the name. And it was a different time in 1918. They were quite politically incorrect. But this Ladybird character is actually somewhat of a ringleader for the gang. And appears uh, quite alarming. I think he's killed several people. But if anyone has actually read the book, then get in touch. So, in a slightly more fluffy scenario, the children's author Julia Donaldson has written a series of books called What the Ladybird Heard. These books involved a crime-fighting ladybird who saves the day. For instance, in one book, Lanky Len and Hefty Hugh come up with a diabolical plan to steal a farm's prized cow and a quiet little ladybird hears it all 
and comes up with a plan to stop the thieves. Then we've got the animated series, Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir, and that involves two high school students, Marinette and Adrienne, who transform into the superheroes, Ladybug and Cat Noir, respectively. And they work together in Paris to fight crime, and they protect Paris from supervillains such as the mysterious Hawk Moth. I really looked high and low for more true crime cases involving ladybirds, but unfortunately, apart from the high school incident, I couldn't really find anything. So, ladybirds are often said to be a symbol of good luck, but, I mean, they're not really seen as very valuable. I mean, who would actually want to steal a ladybird or rob ladybirds? I I don't know. The one thing I did find that did come a little bit close to true crime and ladybirds was a website I found about forensic entomology. Now, again, if children are listening, you might not want to have them listen. If a body has been discovered and police want to see when the victim died, the insects found on the body can tell something about the stages of decomposition and therefore how the victim died and where. Some examples of insects found on dead bodies include flies and sylphidae, which are carrion beetles, but occasionally ladybirds can be found in the vicinity, especially if the body is indoors and the ladybirds have come inside the house looking for shelter. Maybe it's it's autumn and stuff, and then I guess from that they can tell like where the, the victim died or what happened, like what time of year it was or where it was or something like that. There is one area of questionable practices I haven't really covered, but I do hope to develop a future episode on the topic. And that is the issue of biological control and ladybirds being imported or exported into different countries to kill pests with a particularly adverse impact on native species. Some countries, like Australia, have extremely strict legislation on what can be imported into the country in order to safeguard native species. But some states have little or no regulation on this subject at all. And in a future episode, I'll of course discuss these issues, especially in regard to the Harlequin ladybird or Harmonia axiridis. I'm planning to do like a multi-part episode on the Harlequin ladybird. So just like, I know that it's a very, that it's something a lot of people want to know about, but I'll get to that, don't worry. Lastly, interestingly enough, it's not really been touched upon. And again, I wasn't really able to find many cases involving it. But remember I talked about the reflex blood produced by ladybirds. Well, one chemical in this blood is is a group of chemicals called pyrazines. And they contribute to the bad smells the ladybird will give off if they're handled roughly. And as this is an episode on crime, you can probably tell what I was about to say. So pyrazines can be toxic, although derivatives are quite safe in very small doses and they can be used in antibiotics. They can occur naturally, but also can be found in less healthy things such as cigarettes and food colourings. And the ladybirds also use them and other insects also use them. If they've got an aposomatic colour scheme, they will use these chemicals as a deterrent. But, however, according to a paper I found by a. Wolfson and M. Rothschild, pyrazines, quote, are classical alerting signals functioning as deterrents or attractants as circumstances dictate, but are not themselves either harmful or beneficial. When I was researching this episode, I did think I would be able to find a murder or uh, poisoning committed by pyrazine or another chemical derived from ladybirds. I didn't find this, unfortunately, or to be honest, probably fortunately. 
if you do know something like that's happened, let me know. So thank you for listening to this episode. I'm sorry if it was disappointing. There is like the square root of stuff all on Ladybirds and Crime. If there's anything I've missed out, then please let me know. And as usual, you can like my Facebook page, Hidden Wings and Bloodlust, or follow me on Instagram at 365.ladybird. It isn't actually free to keep doing this show, so if you like what you're hearing, then please sign up to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash hiddenwingsandbloodlust. So, thank you very much, and goodbye for now. I'll see you on the next episode. Yes, I was in 55 Don't blame me for my Never alone, I have to make it down Radio